Hello and welcome to the Dear Citrus Diaries podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Hodgen, and I'm a food and beverage lover. From design to development and all the in-between, this podcast is about my life as a 20-something-year-old navigating the ups and downs of the everyday. So grab a cup of matcha or your favorite functional beverage, get cozy, and let's dive in. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 7 a.m. EST for a brand new episode. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I am recording this a little bit before you're hearing this on a Monday, and it is two weeks until Christmas, which completely freaks me out, and I just recorded about 15 or 20 minutes of this and then clicked something on my audio, and it just it deleted everything, so I'm recording this part again, um, but yeah, happy, happy Monday. When you're hearing this, it's probably like the end of the workday. If not, it's like later in the week, and I am personally so tired and just like over 2023 and I'm like ready for the holiday break and I know like the weird thing with all this is like obviously I make my own hours and I decide like when my breaks are gonna be but I still feel like I follow the schedule of everyone else around me whether that be like my own preconceptions of what work should look like that I need to probably dismantle a little bit more but it's also just like based on the schedule of the people in my life like I live with my boyfriend he works a traditional nine to five so like if I want to spend time with him in the morning and at night like I kind of fall into this nine to five schedule and that is like fully my choice but it's still kind of weird because I don't feel like my work necessarily like really falls into that and so anyway this is like a longer conversation that I talk about in a couple guest episodes which shameless pug if you would like to hear the full versions of all the guest episodes subscribe to the Substack, and you can listen to the full versions the day they come out if not you'll get them about a month later when i take the lock off of them sorry for the truck noise in the background i'm like recording on my couch right now (laughs) which maybe just goes to show how i feel about the end of the year like i just am like a little burnout i'm a little tired i think today has just been weird and we're in a mercury retrograde or one just ended i kind of forget i stopped listening to some of the astrology podcasts that i usually listen to because i think it was making me anxious about my week like there's one that i listen to i love the channing nicholas podcast and like just like the platform in general and this is nothing against them this is just like i don't know where i'm at in life but I would listen to it every Monday and it'd be like, here's the astrology for the week ahead. This is how it's going to land for the collective, blah, blah, blah. Like, here's some things that you could see in your life. And if it was like kind of a negative week, like that that's what they were predicting, that it might not be all the best things in the world happening, I would like almost find ways for that to happen, if that makes sense. Like, I was almost like leaning into it knowing like, oh, well, this and this is going to happen and like... I'm supposed to, I don't even know, like get in a fight with my partner, let me pick a fight and then like it'll be over, you know, like I'll have control over that like that fight happened. I don't know if this makes sense. Um, But anyway, I had to stop listening to astrology podcasts because I just like I couldn't do it. It was freaking me out. And um, so anyway, where was I getting with this? I don't know. I'm just like kind of here and just like hanging out and I'm just like ready for shit to be over oh but today monday oh my god sorry but i uh i don't know like today's just been a weird day and i feel like i've seen a lot of people posting about how like just like shit hit the fan today like missed meetings canceled meetings technology issues like all of the above and i feel like 
I'm just like, let me just have a low key day and not have to worry about any of that because uh, I've had enough technology and communication issues in the past like week that I need maybe like one day that's not that. Um, but it's funny because I feel like every Mercury retrograde people like pop back up in your life that you haven't heard from in a while. And somebody popped back up in my life over the weekend and it's same thing to a couple other people and it was just so random because it's like the last person you expect to hear from and so that just like makes things weird and then I don't know I just feel really uninspired but in the same time there's like all these thoughts like swirling through my head of things that I want to do and things that I want to work on and that I want to create and x y and z but I'm just like I'm so tired like I am so tired to like be able to complete all these things and like I just want to like sit on my couch under a blanket I literally texted Wes earlier and I was like I want to be at the beach right now I want to be laying directly on the sand spread out like a freaking starfish just baking in the sun with SPF on of course and just lay there and then get really warm chug a bunch of water jump in the ocean And then like maybe get some seafood later. Like I, but like the thought of laying on really warm sand sounds like the most incredible feeling in the world to me right now. And maybe that's just saying that like I'm tired of the cold and I'm tired of the gloom of Ohio and I just like want some comfort, but it would just be really nice. But yeah, anyway, I, uh, I, I'm just like been thinking about creative pursuits and passions and hobbies and stuff like that and a friend that I saw over the weekend we were talking about like she was saying how you know she has these like different passions albeit photography and graphic design and other things in that space and you know she was trying to think of different ways that she could monetize those and have it be like a side gig and you know she kind of came to the conclusion that she after a while that she just like didn't want to do that and she just wanted to have a normal life and that she wanted us to save those things to just be hobbies and to be things that make her happy and not feel like she has to be pushing and pushing and pushing and like trying to make things work out when she already has so much in her life to be thankful and be grateful for and I remember her saying she was like I just want a normal life I just want a simple normal life I don't want to have to like worry about hustling and grinding all the time and it was such a refreshing perspective to hear because I think in the world of social media and just the world of like especially I feel like in my field with design and like social media as a job and creative pursuits like being your main job and owning your own business and literally the whole friggin' list I just rattled off to you but I feel like it's just you have to keep pushing and you never stop and it's like the grind never stops and it's so true and I don't want it to be true like I want to slow down and every time I kind of have these slower days I'm like oh I'm not doing this this and this this means like I don't know like I could have landed a huge project today or like I should have been working on this and I'm like I'm getting everything done that I need to get done in a week except for I should have recorded this podcast episode last week but life got in the way a little bit um I just like keep thinking like I it's okay for me to slow down and I'm not going to achieve something that's like long lasting and makes me happy if 
I'm like pushing myself and grinding to the point where I'm like so stressed out that I'm in tears or I'm not sleeping or I don't have time to eat or you know all the stories that you hear of people who grind and yeah a lot of times it like works out for people and things pan out but I feel like you rarely hear those stories coupled with longevity and and that's where I recognize that like that's not the path that I want and I need to find a path that works better for me and I want it to be slower and I want to just like do the shit that I love and not feel like I have to constantly be striving for the next step and this is very much a work in progress because I am someone as I've said on here before that I'm always looking like five steps ahead and not appreciating the current moment and I'm really trying to get back to that and I think something I've realized and that I feel like I've mentioned a lot on the podcast about how, you know, this year is really rough and it completely like 180'd my life. Nothing feels the same. And I'm always like, oh, I want to get back to like having good work-life balance. And I want to get back to, you know, what I was going to talk about in this episode of like getting back to hobbies and passion projects that aren't monetized and are just simply fun. And, And not that like your work and passion projects that you make money from can't be fun, but like having some differentiation there and and I'm sure like a lot of people listening being like having a young audience like who are my age and in the same position as me like I'm sure you feel similarly or at least have gone through something similar but I think like I just I don't know like I think back and I'm like was life actually that balanced and actually that perfect or am I just looking at it with rosy glasses and being like oh well life was so easy then when I wasn't dealing with x y and z but it was like at that time I was dealing with you know a b and c and it was just as difficult and you know I was going through my own things I think it's so easy to look back and be like oh it was so easy then and now is so much worse or to look in the future and be like it's going to be so much easier then and it's terrible now and it's like you literally never know like what the cycles of life are going to be and I actually wrote something on Instagram earlier today of being like I'm so ready for 2023 to be over and I I didn't think this year oh my gosh if you would have talked to me in January of 2023 and been like here's what your year is going to look like I would have jumped ship I've been like get me to another timeline I don't want to be doing this this is too much like I would have never expected just the insanity that was this year of the way my last job ended to just like all the craziness that surrounded that to you know just being in a very deep depression and starting a business and taking you know Citrus Diaries and the podcast full-time in tandem with starting a business to moving in with my partner and having friends move away and my family dog dying and just like so many things that it's like all that happening in one year is insane and I think it's interesting because there's that quote and I might butcher it but it's always like you overestimate what you can do in three weeks but you underestimate what you can do in a year and when I think about that quote I think about this past year and being like my dog dying and then all the things that happened with my job happened within a three-week period and then I was like okay the worst is over and then I looked at the year ahead and it just I don't know if it got as bad as those two weeks but it was definitely incredibly stressful I almost got sued one time which is just like a whole other story but um 
yeah, that happened. And I just like, I got ghosted more times than I can count for work things. And it was just like, I'm not sitting here complaining, but I'm just saying like, I think it's so easy to look at the short term and be like, okay, well the worst is over. And then you look at the year in total and you're like, oh, like, no, like that's just like that duplicated about four times. He's like, you know, three month spans or whatever it is. And so, yeah, I, uh, I'm just hoping that 2024 is a little smoother and I have a feeling that if anything, it's going to be crazier, but I'm hoping that like the like devastatingly negative things like losing a pet or, you know, a loved one and losing a job and things like that are going to stay in 2023. I don't need that energy in 2024. And I'm hoping, you know, I think life is going to be crazy, but I'm hoping it's going to be like a very positive crazy when it comes to work and personal life and maybe a move at some point. Um, And, you know, I'm hoping for the best. But I also, (laughs) I remember I recorded an episode probably this time in 2022 and was like, my word for 2023 is peace. And I still stand by that. I still stand by that a lot and I I kind of touched on this a couple months ago when I might have been the beginning of the season and or maybe the end of last season I can't remember um but I was kind of re revisiting this idea of my word for 2023 being peace and in my mind when I last year when I was talking about this when I said my word was peace I was saying it in the sense of like I just want to feel like calm in my life and content in my life and not feel like I have to strive for the next thing and just be at a good place with how I manage work and how I manage my personal life and just I think I wanted things to calm down because this time in 2022 they were really chaotic and things felt like very up in the air and then it was like we got into the new year and the universe was like well you asked for peace And the way you're going to get peace is by ridding you of this job and of everything that came with it and the people that surrounded that and, you know, just kind of everything in that realm. And while I do have to say that leaving that job was the catalyst for a lot of stress and depression and sadness and anxiety, I think it also did give me a level of peace in some way, you know, it, it kind of leveled the playing field of like what life was it's like I'm the only one in control of this and like yeah I'm working with clients and I'm talking to other people and like their energy and their actions can upend my peace but I'm still determining all of that at the end of the day and I think I got to a level of peace in just like the unknown and I I'm wondering if that was the lesson that the universe has just been trying to teach me this entire year of, you know, like you have to find peace in the, in the ordinary days of life because everything is up in the air all the fucking time. And I'm hoping that that is something that continues into 2024 and that that idea of peace just continues to manifest into better and better forms and that I find more peace, and maybe I'll find myself laying on hot sand in 2024, but, you know, I, I get really, like, caught up in trying to materialize and, like, actualize all of my feelings about stuff, and, you know, like, if I 
am feeling a certain way, like I want to do something immediately that's going to fix it or I want results to happen immediately with something for work rather than knowing in my mind that it's going to take a lot longer than that. And I think this year has just made me a little more aware that time is a thing and that we have to give ourselves time and we have to give other people time and things aren't going to happen immediately just because we really want them to. And I I think I've like pushed myself so much with work this year and I think a lot of other people feel the same way because it almost feels like this was the first full year of like post-pandemic life and all of us were like really getting back to it like I feel like 2022 we were like back in it but it was a still like a little bit quieter and then it was like this year was just like guns blazing everybody was going back to it full force and I think a lot of people were back in the office when 2022 was still there was like a good chunk of people remote and it was just like trying to find the balance of everything again and I feel like the world has just blown up this year especially in the past couple months and I don't know it's like how do we find this like balance going forward and the more I like talk to people and my friends I'm like I don't think like we will ever find a true balance you know like there's always going to be something that's stressing us out there's always going to be something that makes us sad there's always going to be something that like not so great happens but then there's also going to be like really amazing moments and really beautiful things and it's okay that like you have those ebbs and flows because that's what makes us appreciate things more and uh yeah I don't know that's like my my two cents with it I think I'm really trying to get back to these like passions and hobbies and stuff like that because I want to find more balance of what my day looks like. Like I was saying to Wes last night, we had like a really busy Sunday and I was like, I feel like I I wake up in the morning, I get ready, I eat breakfast, I like take Harlow on a walk, I immediately start working and then by the time I'm done working in the evening, Wes is home, uh, we're making dinner, we're cleaning up from dinner, we're taking Harlow on another walk, we like maybe watch a little bit of TV but like usually I feel like I'm just like vegged out on my phone and then I get ready and I go to bed and I repeat the same thing every single day and I remember my dad saying that because he worked a very traditional nine to five and I remember him saying like he would get home and you know by the time he would like wash his face and stuff like that he would have about an hour to 45 minutes before we'd eat dinner and then after we'd eat dinner we'd have to clean up and then he'd watch a little bit of tv with me and my mom and then go to bed because you'd have to be up early the next morning and do it all over again. And he was like, I did that every single day for my entire working career. And that's why like I sit here and I think like I don't want that for myself. I think I have a lot more um, flexibility when it comes to like what my work life should look like. And I find myself falling into the trap of a nine to five like I was saying. And I think, you know, obviously you kind of have to work those hours. You have to do some work at some point, which, ugh, but like, uh, you know, I, I think I, there's a lot more ways I can inflect joy into my days and it doesn't have to be this like schedule that I feel like we're all put on that we need to follow and we can find a lot more ways to be happy with it. And so I'm hoping to get back into like painting and drawing and making these like bigger 
cooking and baking projects because something my mom was saying to me uh I think it was when I saw her at Thanksgiving I was talking about just being stressed and anxious and you know all the things she was like I think you need to start like getting back into these like bigger food projects that like doesn't have anything to do with work because I do food projects now but it's all like work focused or in the lens of work and she's like and if you want to film it then film it and you know have fun with it but she's like just do it because it makes you happy and I think too like the past what has felt like the past two months like we were traveling for most of October some of November and then like family was here and then we were gone last week in Atlanta so I feel like I have not been in my kitchen for a normal week of just like cooking meals at night that aren't like let's use up everything in the fridge because we're about to be gone or we don't want to buy groceries because we're about to be gone or whatever um this is like my first week where I'm like oh my gosh I can actually like get groceries and like cook things and like it's gonna be okay and I'm gonna like make meals that I love and I'm gonna have more content to share and things like that and not that everything has to come back to content but like I genuinely love sharing everything that I'm cooking so I'm excited to be back in the kitchen and like I'm hosting two of our friends who just got married for dinner this coming weekend and I'll get to cook for them which kind of brings me back to like the supper clubs that I used to always host and I really want to get back into it but the past couple times I've tried to do it like everyone has flaked on me last minute and it just got to the point where it was making me so incredibly sad that I was like I'm not doing this anymore like there is no point uh I'm not putting my energy into something if it's not being reciprocated and so I'm trying to find ways to like bring that joy back into my life back into my month and I also like really need to work out again and not from like the point of changing my body or anything like that but it's just like fun to move and like to reach like different fitness goals of like oh like now I can run I don't know like five miles instead of three and I can lift this much weight and I can now do this many squats I don't know I'm like making things up on the fly but it's fun to like have those goals and to reach them and so I'm really hoping to get back into those things and just like stay off of like doom scrolling on social media like I think that maybe should be my goal for 2024 is just get the fuck off of social media like if it is not something for work or for citrus diaries that truly brings me joy I need to just like be off of it and I'm so close like I need to better curate my uh like what is it your like favorite following tab on Instagram and like my following tab on TikTok to people I only want to see and just look at that because I'm tired of like going on and seeing something like absolutely devastating and then being sad or like get into a spiral of just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling so anyway I feel like for 2024 I need to just like cut ties with doom scrolling on social media and just I don't know I need to think of a good word like I think peace is gonna stick around but I don't want it to be the same word I feel like a word needs to represent each year and I want to pick a different word so maybe it's contentment I don't know I'm gonna have to circle back for next week's episode this is truly not what I thought I was gonna talk about this week um I was gonna kind of go off some topics I talked about in the newsletter which I still am doing because we talked about hobbies and stuff like that but I uh I I don't know I didn't really know what I was gonna talk about because I just feel like uninspired and I would love to hear from people like what do you guys want to hear what do you want me to talk about I really want to do a lot more with this podcast but I feel sad sometimes because 
I feel like I, I put so much energy into this and I talk a lot about it on social media and I kind of feel like, uh, like nobody's listening and nobody cares. And like, I can see the numbers. I know people are listening and I appreciate you all so much, but I would love to hear from you from time to time, uh, which you are obviously not obligated to do. Um, but if you ever have any ideas, DM me, you know, comment on Substack, email me, whatever it may be. I would love to hear from you and just like continue to build the community here. And so I will stop rambling. <laughs> and now you will hear a quick segment from our guests this week, Annie and Maddie Baum of Spilt. I am so excited to welcome them onto the podcast. They built such an amazing recipe sharing app where you can take any URL from any recipe you find on social media, on a blog, literally anywhere and pull it into their app and it will write the recipe out in just plain text with the image with it and you can share it with your communities on there and I think of it as like a cross between Goodreads and Pinterest. You can rate the recipes, you can put comments on it and say if you've made it or not so that when you come back to it you have all the info and share it out with friends, family, loved ones and they're really positioning themselves to be the better social media app and have such great perspectives on this from their careers in tech and I was absolutely cracking up editing this episode listening to Anne talk about her love for cottage cheese so I highly recommend you listen to the episode and we will get right into that guest segment and then yeah after that I will catch you guys next week well I'll catch you guys on Wednesday with the guest episode but for another solo episode I'll catch you next week it'll be our last regular solo episode for 2023 and then the week in between Christmas and New Year's I'm doing just like an abbreviated version and it will be an episode that's a compilation of all the advice that guests have given so far and it'll be like a really fun one and a good way to cap off the year so with that enjoy this guest segment and I will catch you on Wednesday and then again next week. Hello Maddie and Anne thank you so much for coming on the podcast and I am so excited to hear your story today. I would love if you could introduce yourselves and introduce Spill and just all the things in between. Thanks so much for having us, Lauren. We're really excited to be on Citrus Diaries. I'm Maddie. I am one half of Spilt and Anne, Anne can introduce herself as well, but uh, Spilt is a, an app for saving and sharing online recipes. We like to call it Goodreads, but for recipes. Just a little bit about myself. I handle all the design on the spilt side of things and the app and handles all the engineering and she can kind of jump into her background a little bit. Um, but uh, my background is in advertising and sales. I was at uh, doing tech sales before this and then was in kind of advertising and marketing world in pharma specifically. Just to brag for Maddie, she's completely self-taught at design, but has been doing a phenomenal job. Um, and then, yeah, I'm Anne. I'm the other half. Um, Maddie and I are sisters. I can't remember if she mentioned that already. Um, <laughs> And we co-founded Spilt together a couple of years ago. My background before Spilt, um, like Maddie mentioned, I've been doing the technical side. I started my career at Facebook and Instagram, did um, software engineering at Instagram, and so was very comfortable with like the iOS side of things. I have been picking up more and more other pieces of the app as we go. Um, and then had, yeah, have been leading most of the charge on just the technical side and then also the business side as well. Um, I went to business school between between working at Facebook and coming here. 
Oh my gosh. It's amazing how much you both have done on every single front of Spilt. Like it's crazy that both of you have such like your zone of genius within the app and then like within yourselves. And can you talk me through the origin story of Spill a little bit more? I know when we were talking before we started recording about it, it's such an interesting story and I would love for you to share it with the people listening. Yeah, definitely. So Anne and I both moved home to live with our mom during COVID. Uh, as I think a lot of people did during that time, they just kind of said, okay, we'll just, we'll move home. We were working both remotely for a startup company uh, together actually. Uh, that was based out in San Francisco. And so we did actually have a quick test drive of, of working together. And we were cooking all the time. Uh, I think like so many other, uh, so many of our friends and <clears throat> others in the country. And we were constantly on these group texts or email chains where it was kind of those funny ones where it said, you know, add your favorite five recipes and then add five more friends to this. Mm-hmm. And we want to do a big compilation. And it really just got us thinking and talking all the time about like, why isn't there a better place to know where what our friends are cooking? We cook all these kind of random recipes from random blog sites that we're obsessed with, but our best friends don't know about it unless we kind of actively tell them about it. Mm-hmm. And so that just got us talking more about why it wouldn't be hard to just build a better way to organize those recipes too in one place in one app and just have a social feed that says, okay, Anne saved this recipe from the site and she cooked it, you know, and these were her notes. And so we started talking a little bit more about that. We talked to our friends about where they were saving recipes. We talked, we reached out to a bunch of bloggers too, to understand what the kind of ecosystem looked like. Yeah, that was kind of the turning point for me, at least. I I loved the idea, but I was I was very hesitant. Um, consumer apps are just really really hard to build, mm-hmm. and so um, you know figuring out that distribution side of it was something that was really important to me before we jumped into it. And yeah, like Maddie was saying, the reaching out to food bloggers was a really big part of the journey. Um, learning about how they run their businesses, how they think about their incentives. Um, they're really competent, smart, wonderful people. And so talking to them about like, why, why do you have a recipe website that looks the way it does that uses Mm -hmm. WordPress that uses this, you know, these types of ad networks, like what, what is the reason? And it's all very logical. And so for, for me, it felt like a little bit more, um, safe in terms of building out a product that really worked with them and felt almost like more of a B2B with like selling to businesses. Definitely. So I, Never really thought about like, I have recipes saved absolutely everywhere. And especially during COVID, because that's when I really got into cooking, like I think even more than I was before. And I remember like, and I was looking before we recording, I have this whole Google Drive folder of like thousands of recipes that I like downloaded and saved over COVID. And I was like, this is so ridiculous because I could never find what I was looking for. The search terms would never come up. And I'd be like, I know I saved this. And then I'd have duplicates and yeah, so I I understand the the need to have somewhere to save the recipes. And I even think like on Pinterest, I have stuff saved, but then that's always hard to kind of go back to. And remember my mom, she is not super tech savvy. And she was like, oh, like I just saw you cook this recipe in your newsletter. She's like, can you send it to me? And I have like chains and chains of emails with her of like, here's the link to this recipe. And so I love the idea of having everything in one place and especially as somebody who cooks a lot and has friends that don't necessarily follow like everything I do or like 
maybe it's not something I'm directly talking to about a recipe that I've made. It's a really cool way to kind of connect and build community further. And so how did, you know, I feel like the leap into entrepreneurship is really big and really scary. And I would love to hear your story more on it. And like, how did the pandemic really push you guys into this space? Like, there's obviously something you thought of during that time, but I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs that I've talked to recently, the pandemic was like the kick in the butt to just go and do it. And I would love to hear how that was a motivating factor for you rather than, you know, just like a scary thing that you kind of pushed to the side. Yeah. And honestly, it was kind of the situation we were in living at home, not paying rent was a huge factor for us. And the fact that we, Anne and I have such complementary skill sets, we were able to kind of do it ourselves and get it off the ground, just the two of us without having to kind of put a lot of money into it day one. Uh, And so that was a really big piece of it. And we just kind of, we also felt like it was kind of now or never a little mm-hmm. bit. We always talked about working together and we had a lot of time to talk about it at home during the pandemic. And so that was kind of a big piece of it as well. Did you feel like it was a big change from, cause you guys were working together at the same company. Like, was it a really big transition to then be working together, but without a boss kind of overseeing what you were doing? <laughs> yeah, Anne always refers to me as, as her boss, uh, <laughs> which is not not fair at all. And we just, I, I have, I don't know, I, uh, I give her a lot of unsolicited direction. <laughs> not wrong. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I think that um, we were sort of, both of us, I think, have always been fairly self-motivated, self-starting. And so I think that um, actually not having a boss was definitely an adjustment where we had to kind of take a step back and say, what is the right path? Like, Mm -hmm. how should we be, in addition to, um, you know, making sure we do our work, you also just spend all this time saying like, what should our work be? Should we prioritize getting, you know, talking to more bloggers? Should we prioritize just building it up? Because we think we have a sense of what it should look like. And so Mm -hmm. kind of making that meta decision about your work every single day does feel really meaningfully different. But it's not unlike, I think, working at a startup, we had already started to kind of get a taste of that where no one, you know, at that point, it was a, it was an early startup. And so no one was sitting down and saying, hey, Anne, you need to do X, Y, Z every single right. day. So um, I feel like we already both had a little bit of a sense of that. And yeah, and then the just learning about the working relationship together, um, you know, was obviously very different as well, where all of a sudden we were dependent on each other's work in a, a sort of a wholly new way. Um, but again, we had gotten bits of that. So at the start, right. I was leading product, Maddie was doing sales. And so there would be times when she would say, hey, Anne, I really need this deliverable from you guys. I need an update from engineering. And so I knew what that was like already. And both of us kind of knew how that could work. Um, this was just like that to a whole nother level. Oh, I bet. How did you find the transition? Like, it sounds like the work transition was really well, but how was like your personal relationship and just like, you're living under the same roof, like you're working on this all the time. And I'm sure like work-life boundaries can be difficult with a startup. And I know like for myself in a startup world, like it's difficult. So how did you manage like 
what your work-life balance looked like and how that kind of manifested itself into your personal relationship. What yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. how I feel. I'm familiar with those. Yeah. No. yeah, that transition between work and personal is so blurry. Uh, we'll be talking about having some serious conversation about what we're building next. And then one of us will get a call from our mom who wants to talk about holiday plans. Right? We're right. suddenly on speakerphone with her you know and you can't you can't be like uh excuse sorry mom i'm having a really important conversation with my co-founder thank you so much for listening to the dear citrus stars podcast hosted by me lauren hodgen be sure to subscribe to our Substack and follow along on instagram and tiktok to stay in the know discover recipes and so much more find everything linked in the show notes below and i'll catch you next monday at